Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Stories Around Azeroth. I am Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, and joining me as always is the most lovable gnome this side of the Eastern Kingdoms, the one and only Mr. Frasley. How are you doing today, sir? I do great. Wow, that's just, wow, that was just big for me. Wow, no one's ever said that to me before. I say it about you every week. I know, it, it's worth my heart. And, and, and I always enjoy talking with you, because you are always a fun person to chat with. Not many people say that about me, you're going to make me blush. Um, but yes, we are back. It's been, it's been an interesting week, it's World Quest week in Azeroth, so everybody yes. out there is grinding reps on their alts and everything else. It's what I'm doing. Um, I've spent most of my week trying to get the Zandalari to Exalted, because I want to unlock those Zandalari trolls. What have you been doing this week in the world of Warcraft, my friend? The same thing. I got my genome project gnome with Michael up to 50, so that that's a milestone. We've been doing that since January. But other than that, pretty much just doing the the world quest. I got the war campaign done on my board. So that way I am ready to get onto the Hides of Vengeance to get the yep. wolf on the alliance side. Now, I made a discovery this week. So a lot of the alliance want the wolf. But very few people are want on the, the horde. Yeah, because they're all like, hey, do you want the horse? Nay. Terrible, terrible individual. Um, I'll tell you one thing I have been doing in my spare time is um, I've been going on the pet hunts, which means I've got to go back through Wrath, uh, Cataclysm, Mist raids to try and get the pet drops. Uh, not had much luck, but I have started leveling my gnome. I think we talked about this briefly last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I want to get ready for 8.2 and having a gnome heritage armor ready. So I've equipped my tabard. I've gone protection. Oh, protection warrior is fun in dungeons. I tell you, it's it's so much fun. Um, I think I've died like twice so far because of bad healers. Um, because I could literally do the same packs day in, day out with different healers. And it's only the priest ones that let me die because they're like, I could just do damage. So, uh, it's interesting. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's been fun. I completely forgot uh, about the, the, the obviously opening story of Gnomeregon and everything else. So, that was and, a little bit interesting. And if we go like a few episodes, I still have this crazy, crazy, crazy notion that Gnomeregon has something to do with what's coming. If there's some... Weapon in Nomergon. I've had this theory since 7.3. Like, I thought it was going to be for like taking down the Legion. But Nomergon has something to do with what's going on. Um, we Nobody's done the Gnome Heritage quest, have they? Like, yeah. Think, no, no, so, surely, uh, surely it must be the culmination of going into Nomergon and doing that then. Yeah. And thankfully, Nomergon's not as long as in Classic. That was a... That was a... In awful quest. Oh, it's just yeah. as long. No, Nomergon in Nomergon now is just is the same length as Nomergon in Classic. Maybe it just took more time. It did it, take more it, time. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't have the dungeon quest, which gave you the um, parachute to jump down, so you had to rely that, on having slow fall or levitate or something like that. Yes, and even now I still get the parachute, and I will end up dying. I just jumped down as an as a gnome warrior. I just heroic leap down, 
Just go pull something and just go fight it off to the death. Kappa says no gnomes are good gnomes. Haha. -ha. They want to exterminate, exterminate. Well, if he's uh. if he's not careful, they will cause an uprising and they will show him no mercy. Exactly. That's it. Um, what an interesting week. There's not really been a lot. Like normally, we have a big story to tell or something like like, like that. Hopefully, next week I'll have the Zandalari one. I'll tell you what, Mister Frasley, since you're you're on the Tides of Vengeance chain, how have you found? Now that you've done the normal 8.0 story for the war campaign, how have you found the opposite side of that in comparison to the Alliance side? They're different. I don't want to say one's better or worse to give you different views of it. Like, I I like seeing, like, where we're, we're trying to get the Zendari fleet going, and, like, you see, like, one Somni, and he's so cool. Like, I think we talked about, like, that deal with the death and, and all that. So... It is adding into different parts of the story, and I definitely like the Lois, and I had no clue what the Lois were because uh, we don't see that as much. We haven't seen Alliance. we haven't seen anything big from the Lois since Wrath and Zuldrag, so yeah, I mean you see a lot more of that in the Horde, and it's it's really cool. Like I'm, I love the the pilgrimage part of uh, Nazmir. That was really cool. I need to. I, I tell you what, I do need to look into. I need to look into seeing where the lower fit into the realm of gods with everything else. Because yeah, bear with me. We'll go get the encyclopedias. That's what we'll do. Because if I remember rightly, Chronicle One has the whole list of. The, that one. Now yeah. it talks about the nature, the gods of the wild gods and everything else, but it doesn't say where the lower fall into this, which is interesting. So unless they count as wild gods, which or, which, which would make sense because then they oppose the undead, which was in wrath as well. But it doesn't make, it, it doesn't make sense because Bon Samdi's death. So. Yeah. Hmm. Might be or they might be lower in priority. God's sake, Fraz. Warcraft puns are literally the worst. Um, I need to look into that. I need to see where they fit on the cosmic scale. Yeah, I would be, I'd be curious because they have a lot of power. I mean, the fact that like he could take down the entire army. Yeah, I'd say they're on the power of the power scale of like Scenarius. And the, like the the actual wild gods themselves, like the ones that all took place during the War of the Ancients and everything else, yeah. Like that it's interesting. It's something I'm going to need to definitely look into. But um, are you enjoying it? Like, because I believe the end one is when you're on the boat for the Horde side, isn't it? For 8.0. Yes, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was it was, it was a lot of fun. It was different, and you felt like you were part of. The, resi the resistance. The alliance one felt a little bit more disjointed. This felt more unified. In terms of the war story, or in terms of the stories over all of the, uh, like the the main campaign that you do while leveling. The war story. I found it a little harder to follow for me on the alliance. It was a little bit easier to follow on the horde. Yeah, that, it like... feels like a line strike points, doesn't it, compared to the horde, which is one 
straight story which i think is something we could talk about bfa in general as a whole like the campaigns in zoldazar nazmir and vordun seem more coherent and all together whereas the alliance ones with the exception of say um Tira's guard sound like uh the valley is just spread out all over the place like it's got one half of the valley which is all just the main storyline in that area and then yeah like um oh, i forget the name of that drostvar is like i mean it's, it takes you all the way through the zone but there's still pockets of stuff which have nothing to do with the main story yeah like, and it adds to the story of that zone but yeah the the bigger story mm. it's weird it's weird how how they've done it's obviously been done by like a different quest team per region it's, it's so very weird yeah and even like the different zones you've on horde feel a little different mm -hmm. like voldoon feels kind of like an adventure and nasmir feels like you have the loa and then you have the blood trolls and stuff like that yeah it, it just feels like it has a coherent story that that's the problem yeah. like you you go to voldoon to find out what the threat is like and it turns out it's one of um oh my god rastakhan's guards is like trying to build up the the lizards to overthrow him the the blood tro trolls are uh, rising up and we find out you know it's we don't know who it is but we know that there's something and then that, that leads us to actually more story but then but then the whole part of voldoon is that we see the rising of the old god minion we find out yeah. that the the blood trolls have been manipulated by the old blood god thing and then in Zuldazar, we find out it's Zul that's manipulating all the blood trolls and the uprisings. And then in Zandalar Forever, you find that it all comes together because you've got the old god minion that breaks the last soul. Zul's powering the blood trolls and working with Gahoon. And it's it's all interwoven. Whereas we've yeah. got the story of, well, let's go unite all of Storm the Stormsong Isles, all of Tolkien. Uh, Tol the, the Kulteerans will unite them all together and then we'll go find Jaina. Yeah. Like, if, if, if it made sense, like... Like, the whole point is Storm... Uh, Tears Guard Sound is about finding the fact that Ashvane's a traitor. I get that. That's good. But then maybe it would have been better to be like Drosfar is would have clues about you know what's happened to Jaina in exile and then that's when you know we look for more clues in Tears of Town. but that that's led into the crucible of storms and um more Nazov stuff and it's just it's so disjointed I will say they because they let you go anywhere that you want to go in all, in all all the zones that causes some of the disjointedness because I'd, ag I'd you... agree if the ability to go to Zandalar would mean that the Alliance would have seen anything to do with the story leading up to the seal being broken and the fact that we have to go fight Cahoon. All we really know about is it opens and then we've got to go fight it off as Alliance. But then, yeah. equally on the Horde side, what do they care about the Crucible of Storms? It just opens. Exactly. And I... Even on the Alliance, you see some of Mechagon because there it's a small, very small quest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you see Mechagon and you understand why it's opening. And overall, I think... Well, no. Do you even know about Azara in Zoldazar? Because like, you know about Azara doing 
Stormsong Valley, and you no, see... No, the only, the only thing we know about Azara in Zaldazar is with the 8.1 Naga attack quest. That's the only thing they know. Okay, wow. And that's a pretty big part of the quest. It's a big part of the quest in uh, Stormsong Valley, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a big part of, part of the expansion, and Horror don't even know about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume that the idea is rumors and hearsay and everything else. Um, but I mean, it takes us to 8.2, essentially, um, where we're, we're all going to Najdatar. Like, the, yeah. the sound of the sound of it is is based off the dagger that they, they find at the end of the Crucible of Storms. Uh, Sylvanas leads the way, playing her 4D chess or however you want to do it and everything else. And the Alliance go to follow her to stop her and do everything else. Najdatar rises from the water. Now, each of the side is going to have its own factions, but this leads into uh, an allied race that's been found in the data files where it's Vol Volpira have been found. Now, yeah. as much as I would like, as much as I would like Volpira to be the pandas of the allied race, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that they're going to be Horde side. Like, um, for the most part, they're using the goblin rigs anyway. And it would mean that the goblins get, um, well, the, the horde get the alternative goblin skin, essentially is what yeah. that means. Um, but then, what would that mean for the alliance? Now, the the uh, the faction that the alliance alliance are working with, Nazjatar, are these new Jinyu type folk called uh, the Waveblade and Cohen. And even a reference is made to the fact that Jinyu are there in Pandaria. So I assume that that's going to be the faction that the alliance is going to get that would make sense because like i, I at first thought like it could be a neutral faction because there we don't yet see a pairing for the alliance then my friendly wild brought up a good point that the seventh legion have been burning volpura and capturing them and making them mm -hmm. slaves and that at one point the volpura npcs say that they are they owe the horde so they have no reason to want to go Alliance. I, I tell you who I would want as an alliance race, rather than the Jinyu. I'd want the snakes. Yes. I, I think the snake model is really cool. Uh, I've argued that Draenei... I mean, I've argued for a long time, uh, not on here, but within my own uh, Warcraft discords, that it's getting to the point where Warcraft, as its... Um, as its startup thing, needs to move away from options... For what to have as your character creation into sliders so we could instead of just walking into the main area of um the harbor on the alliance side and you could see draenei draenei lightforge draenei night elf night elf you could see a variety of sizes of night elves and everything else you could see a draenei with a short tail a draenei with a longer tail you know like the only customization really we have is hairstyles and most of those are going to be covered up by um helmet transmogs and everything else for the most part anyway and beards and that's about it there's nothing really to differentiate now having proper sliders and everything else would be really nice i think yeah i think that comes down a lot to an engine problem that it, the game was not oh, absolutely with... yeah but that, that would be kind of cool and what if like even like you had a, like an elf slider and you and i could said okay with what you've done you are going to be on this faction so kind of like what do you what do you want to be in your factions decided by your decisions yeah if you're small and you're stout okay do you want to be more green your goblin do you want to be more more quirky or a gnome i think there's um 
I think there's a big difference in what you're asking for there and where your decisions change the variety of your color. But what would be nice would be having a decision unlock a color variant that you could then go to like the barber shop and then change the color of your of your character, you know? But yeah. I, re I really think that the best way to go would be to have sliders to at least, you know, heights, breasts, tails, arms, yeah. arm muscular. I was hoping that Kotiran would be that because we have slim Kotiran. And I mean, I, I like the beer gut of the Kotiran, but I was hoping that we were going to get like slim Kotiran. Yeah. yeah. And I see Mechanomes being an option for gnomes, not a their own race. I, I, I don't see that. But I see with the way the story goes with Mechanomes, you could decide, hey, you want to chop off an arm? There you go. You want to chop it, off a leg. Having customization option unlocked by completing a mecha, um, Mechagon storyline, you know, would that be That would nice. be really cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I I would have to decide what I want to do, but I think I would like like some type of augmentation. I mean, it, it would, would be work. Cool. It would work well with uh, what the gnome heritage armor is going to be as well, because it's got cogs and everything else on it. I've started. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of weapons which look nice with the old coggy cog stuff as well. So I'd just be terrified. I hope it wouldn't be like a one-time decision. Like you won't ever really undo that arm. Because I, I like, think it would be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Barbershop type stuff. But then saying that, I went to... Because I assumed that the uh, the Night Elf, Night Warrior unlocks were account-wide. But, because I've obviously done it on my Draenei Monk, but I haven't done it on any other character. But I can't see on my, my Night Elf Demon Hunter the option for the darker skin tone around the eyes or anything else. So, it well, might... Which makes sense. Because, yeah. like, the eye is a unlock per character. Yeah. But it'd be, it would be nice yeah. Like to have stuff like that account-wide. Like Again, this goes back to episodes we've done ages ago about making stuff more account-friendly. Yeah. Especially with like the fact that I, I hate to bring up, but Fortnite. Yeah, I know, I, know it's just, I know it doesn't have character progression, but Fortnite, you get a bunch of skins. Overwatch, you get a bunch oh, of absolutely. skins. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're unlocked on your account. Lifetime. Yeah. It's... Overwatch is a, is, a, is a better example than... Fortnite, Fortnite, yeah, I guess you can change your skins in between matches and everything else. Um, I don't know. I just want more customization options, really. Um, yeah. And I don't see it being a problem that once they fix it on the front end in the character creation, to just implement those tools within the barbershop. Because that way... It, or they just do what Final Fantasy does and they uh, add in an... They give, when they re-bring that in, they give every account, like every character has one of these items in the mail, which allows them to do one free customization. And then they just put the bottle, because they call it Fantasia in Final Fantasy. I think it's like a fiver to buy one per character uh, yeah. off, off, off a paid customization thing. And that allows them to redo, rejig all of their customization options as if they're on the starting screen. Because aren't there a few decisions in WoW that you can't do in Barbershop? You have to do a... There's quite a few. Here. You can't you can't redo quite a few things, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, it, it would go along with that, and I mean, it makes sense. Those those are really big changes. But yeah. of course, the the barber. So if, if I did my mechanome thing and, and I could change my mm, absolutely my hand, I can't change it back without doing one of those. I exactly. Mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, no, absolutely. Every, but you get everybody who gets who everybody who would have every character that's made prior to. 
the launch of and you make it character bound so obviously people can't just have a billion characters made and they get a billion and they can't just trade it between all the bits and pieces you know but yeah you send every character one of these bottles for free yeah or you, or you do one an account or something like blizzard would probably do that because it's a little bit cheaper but then yeah you just make it a cheap cost you just make it a cheap microtransaction at five dollars you know it because to me that is like your name i mean it i i think that makes sense your name your race and specific things are a big and i think that would be a good money thing for blizzard i mean i'm i'm always thinking from the business side because you know how many people would want to do that i mean i would i bought a few painted potions the, the, i went from a lalafell to a higher back to a lalafell i mean here's the thing like it's 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 cheap yes there'll be probably an uproar but that it's a microtransaction but it's it's not outlandish like i think i think 20 bucks is probably going to be too much for something like that whereas five bucks people are like i got paid you know i've done paid all my bills got all my food for the month and everything else i've got five dollars spare you know i want to change how my character looks not race or faction change or anything like that literally just customization and yeah it's, it's five bucks it's done it's it's not even the price of a wow sub for a month that's the problem i have with a lot of the the microtransaction side of, of wow anyway is that it's it's way too expensive for what it is oh yeah even those those character services i i bought some character services when they were on sale because it was much cheaper and i held, I held on to a race change token for over a year for the coterian I, th yeah, I, th I, think I think that's the problem though because it's the problem with all the sales and bits and pieces though because they specifically have it at a higher option to force you to do it but then they put the sales on a when they introduce a new allied race or b you know when they want to make money you know and then you're used to this the price of the sale one so that when the set you save your money up to do it when a sale comes around yeah and that's, that's part of the, like, in marketing, they said, be careful what you put yourself on sale because that's what you value mm -hmm. at stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people who don't buy mounts until they're on sale in the cash shop. Exactly. Whereas but me, like, I went crazy and bought everything. A, f a $5 cool. thing is, like, something that people just, for an item, that, that is, is just a quick, usable thing. And then yeah. if they put it on sale, you can put it down to three fifty. You know, it's, it's like 15% off. What's that? It's, it does no harm to anybody. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, you... that's 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 that that's that's just that. Um, <laughs> we're getting more into talking about things we want again rather than the stories. And um, allied races, Horde are probably going to get Volpira at this point. I think the allied yeah. allied races, uh, the alliance is going to get Jinyu, which is is very different. It's still very humanoid. It's a very sleek, very tall humanoid, but it's very different if you think about it because Draenei, Night Elves, Draenei, Night Elves, and humans, you know, they're all very tall, very slender, but they've got f facial stuff which makes them look closer to human humans as a humanoid. Whereas Jin, you yeah. have those very interesting type heads to make him look not as humanoid you know yeah and they they look different enough i mean 
probably uh, human. Absolutely. I think what's definitely going to be uh, noticed is that the Horde are going to need to have Bob Perra at Exalted, and then we'll, the Alliance will need the new faction at Exalted as well. So probably need to and work. Probably need to work on that Voldoon rep. I think for us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm. I think I'm, I'm. I'm looking at doing that next because. And it is. It's not the first time that Blizzard has put in a new rep with an expansion or patch that for one faction yeah. and then being like, oh, you're on the horde? Well, the, all that Nightborn rep? Here you go. Here's an instant. Yeah, thank, thankfully those were account-wide, though, so you could unlock those on the Alliance. But um... Yeah, I appreciated that, but I was still a little sour that I had to do all the work for the other stuff. And it, was... uh, it just didn't make sense storyline-wise for the Nightborn to be just straight horde, you know? Yeah. They specifically made up the story so that they would go Horde just for the sake of the Horde having Night Elf models. And then then we got Void Elves on the Alliance, which were essentially Blood Elf models. So, yeah, whereas Volpira makes sense because we have been jerks to the... Yeah, and the Horde the have worked with the Volpira. It makes a lot of sense. I think that's why the Jinyu are more Alliance bait, because we've worked with Jinyu before. Sorry, and Cohen's. Um, in 8.2 because we've worked with Jinyu in the past in Mist they were specifically an Alliance faction who knows maybe the Alliance will get Hosen down the line it'd be interesting to see how that'll work I don't know what Alliance would get though again I, I want I want them to get the Serpents um, only issue with the Serpents is have we worked with the Sothrak well they might introduce something down the line okay and because because that because like but the then, Horde yeah, absolutely. But then the natural storyline you could put in is that the Horde have got Volpira and the natural enemy to the Volpira is the Sethrak. And actually, no, I take it back. We have worked with the Sethrak. Do you remember when the Alliance went to our outpost, we helped them in the temple. So we so we did talk with So the, did the, the Horde. People. It's a shared storyline, that one. Yeah. But um, So then, just like with Surmar, they, they could then turn it around where like, we, we worked with yeah, the Sethrak. Yeah, no, absolutely. Where, where, Horde get Volpira, the, the Alliance could get Sethrak. It would make sense. Yeah. Give me that, Blizzard. I want Sethrak. Oh, yeah. I, I want my snake people because they look cool. Yeah. I don't want another humanoid-looking thing. I want something a bit more animalistic. And they have legs, so we don't have to worry about Because I know Naga will probably never happen. Na Naga, Naga weren't going to happen because they had problems with the, the legs and the feet armor with a tail. So... 8.2 though we are getting some, well, it's been in there for a while Gilbin I don't I think they're going to be more of a they're going to be closer to Murlocs where we'll, we'll never get them as an allied race okay because that would be so cool it'd be like and I think they're using gnome no no Gilbin are using different yeah you're right because they're using all the races if, models. if Blizzard ever hit that button which is breaking case of emergency Murloc allied race um, I imagine there'll probably be alliance and the leader of that faction will be King Murgle Gurgle. Yes. Oh, that would. And the ambassador will be um, Murky. You know, though, if I could then change from being Frasley to and podcast would be easy. I could just like an hour. You could be Fergal Gurgle. Yeah. And just go on for an hour and not have to edit anything. It's your storyline just going to be that you as a gnome you were just always a murloc in disguise and you need yes. use gnomish engineering to make a voice box and everything else is that what that's going to be and i just tear off the skin like that's it, it 
I remember yeah. when they introduced race changes and Wurgen came in in Cataclysm because I was a human on my priest and I race changed to Wurgen and the thing is the, the storyline was that I was a Wurgen but I'd had the curse under control and then now Wurgen were in the alliance I was able to like show my wolfy self so that was fun and then I just race changed to Draenei because sex tale you know the other race we could get and I'm going back into the storyline, going back to the before the storm. Mm -hmm. We could get. Are you going to say? Are you going to say Lightborn Undead? Yep. I don't. Absolutely. I don't want them. I don't care if you don't want them. I think. <laughs> I think they're a possibility because, again, Anvin wants. He wanted the peace with the undead. He wanted to. I in... think the only way that's going to happen is when they get them out of the Netherlight Temple, and. Kalia takes them to Lordaeron and they clean up the blight because they're the only ones that can work within the undead type area, kind of. And they yeah. clean it up and then they re they take Lordaeron for themselves. Oh, that would be so cool because I I, I, was, I was so sad I died to the blight because I was trying to be like... I rushed to to Lordaeron after it was done be like, try to get in and oh, I was so excited I... You died. Yep. To the blight. Interesting. Is the sewer pipe still open? Could you just go through the sewer and go into underneath? I never tried that. Well, there you go. Something for you to check later on, isn't there? Absolutely. I'm going to write that down. Try out the sewer pipes. <laughs> it might be something too interesting to do. I think I'm going to uh, try and do more on my gnome in between. Because I don't want to do more rep grinding outside of... Um, outside of world quest week and i really only want to do one faction i'm still aiming to get my demon hunter since that's now my main my night elf demon hunter to um heart of azeroth 50 my monk's already 50 okay. i'm trying to, I'm, I'm about halfway through 49 so i'm hoping i get it before 8.2 now 8.2 is either gonna land i want to say not this Wednesday, Wednesday after. It's either going to be two, like two resets away or three resets away. I'm hoping for either. I'm hoping it's either. Like I don't want it to be the week of July first because I won't have good Wi-Fi that week. You'll just have to come back to it a week after. Oh, and all of you will like. You, you'll be like, "Hey, I'm exalted with Megagon, Frasley." If you come, if you come back a week after, and I'm already exalted, you can turn around to me and tell me that I have no life this game again. Okay, sounds good. Deal. Uh, a, a pinky promise. No, no pinky promise. You can just do it because I'll forget. Okay, uh, <laughs> email with my short memory. I will do. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to. There's so. There's so much content. It's again, it's a shame that Mechagon doesn't have its dungeon open for a couple of weeks until after the uh, content is open. But I assume that's because it's got gear in there that's going to be above the level of or like equal to normal Palace of Ashara. Yeah, and they want to give them enough time. And I mean, I think they they want they want to give some people that are done with normal Ashara. Or at least pretty far they want they want to give i mean they want to give them the gear but they also want to give them a break from azar because i yeah because one thing i've noticed is people are even tired of crucible 
haven't even I, I've done it on LFR I think just to get a quest done but that I was about it yet. <clears throat> like LFR's nothing like even then no, I, I just even then I managed to just miss the first boss and went straight to Unat oh nice it. but um I, I've, I haven't done any of the 8.1 raids really other than having to do it for to just jump in do it for story and jump out again I've had no investment in there yeah so, I probably should try and find a group, but those groups will become a little bit easier once 8.2's out and there's more gear, and there'll be more groups that want to just blast through it. I'm planning the solo in 8, in 9.0. Uh, when 9.0 rolls around, I'm hoping to be able to solo the Mythic Dungeons for mounts, is what yes. I'm hoping. Um, but that wholly depends on if the level squish actually happens, because that's a thing that's been walking around in the universe this week as well. Because yes. there was a survey that went out about a level squish. Which is going to really shake things up a bit. In the terms of they've literally just rebalanced the world to scale with your level. You know? Um, yeah. I'd be fine with it if it came with certain caveats. And the dungeon finder is retuned that every dungeon as you unlock it is then available to be chosen in a bracket all the way up to max level so instead yeah. of saying the classic dungeons being unselectable from 61 plus they'll sit there within a whole thing all on their own if you want to queue for a classic because then you can queue with people who are leveling yeah i i still go back to what you said about the final fantasy you reminded me how they did their their mm. dungeon finder and I, I would agree. I think that would make cues go down and would give you something to do. Because, I mean, I know I did Hawk Manor so many times, but I I enjoyed that that manor. Uh, that, that's a pre it's a pretty cool dungeon, to be fair. It's pretty short. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. There, there are changes that we could make, but I, I feel it's it's best suited for a different podcast rather than this one. Cause this yes. Is, um, I don't know, I'm looking forward to the story. Are you? I presume, as a gnome, you're going to concentrate a lot of your time on to um, Mechagon as a priority to Nastasar, or are you going to work on both at the same time? Both at the same time, like Mechagon first, because I need the rep of both, because I, flying is my biggest priority. That is true. We do need to get revered with both, and we need to be have the entire map explored on both as well. Yeah, and... That's always been whenever a new, it, ever since Legion, my my priority has always been Pathfinder as soon as possible. That's why when we got part one, I finished it. Part two, I I'll finish it because it, once they can fly, a lot of th things will, in my mind, be easier. Because right now you have to flying between places. I I like it when you can fly. And that's leveling will indeed be a little bit easier. It's not like it's hard, but being able to fly just means that you can just travel from point A to point B a lot faster and therefore yeah. you know you get to skip half the mob packs because instead of exactly. traveling instead of traveling at 100% speed you're traveling at 280 or 310 depending how much yeah. money you want to put into flying oh I'll put all the money into flying I'll, I'll put it all I've never bought master flying I have it on my priest because she had 310 mount before uh, master flying was a thing and I haven't bought it for any other character I have it on all the ones that they can afford it. Well, I can afford it on everything. Um, it's just a matter of wanting to. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. 
No, we got about half hour more. Ooh, I tell you what, I'm eagerly anticipating Volume Four Chronicle, but I have, I fear that we're just now into re recounting Warcraft stories. I'll tell you what it does want me to do. People have asked for Warcraft Four for for ages because it can create new stories. Yeah. Now. Blizzard are trying to find the correct media to be able to tell a different story. They do books, but they seem to limit the books to between expansions. We talked about this last week, where having the ability to have books is kind of like an extended canon, so that we get these stories that happen outside of it. We need something that tells it, and I think... I've been playing a game called Epic Seven, which is like a, it's a Korean animation game, and it tells a story. But... I think a mobile game where, where you could just have a dungeon crawler. Like, you can tell the story you want to tell. You know? And yeah. it again leads into the thing of having, working everything out through uh, a Blizzard app. And then you can just have a Blizzard app that does a thing that and just works through there. Link it up to your Blizzard app and everything else. If you finish the story, you can get like a, a fancy title on your on your account that says that you've done it. But it can tell stories, and then they can introduce characters that way as well. You I know? like that idea, and I, I like having WoW something to do on the go. I mean, that's one thing that I, I've I've always wanted. I know, like when like the PS PS4 Xbox first came out, there were the tablet apps and the iPhone apps, and that was a lot of fun to do something on the go and have it sync up with what you're doing. And I would love to see that again. I think WoW. it's fun. I think people just need to come up with the correct idea and sell it to blizzard you know um yeah and then they have to obviously want to be able to do it but more often than not if you can turn around and be like i've done this in my own time i've you know made the engine i've done the assets i've got the story you know here's this we can change the story as to whatever story you want to tell to try and get stuff in you know it, it, even if they want to tell a side story like example we talked about the infinite dragonflight. Okay? What if this mobile game that we do, you know, you make it a gacha thing and everything else so you can pull your heroes on ticket banners and everything else just to increase the influence and everything else. But because you have it as an infinite dragonflight based story, you can do the summons as pull through time so you can pull gives you the excuse to be able to pull older heroes like Varian is there. Woo! you know and everything else yeah but you can be like the infinite dragonflight are trying to change time and then it gives you the uh, the first dungeon you do is you go and do dead mines and again we see what would happen if van cleef would have won and we see what happens if the infinite dragonflight and it gives you an excuse to go and visit these dungeons in in this mobile game in warcraft and still tell the story and you, at the end of that mobile game or at the end of that story like say chapter one is all about the infinite dragon fight but by the time they finish telling that story because it's a mobile game you have to continuously release content it finishes yeah. halfway through say 9.0 expansion and then it leaves you with like some underlying threads there and then they just steadily release some small side content in there to keep the game going until they get to 10.0 which is then the infinite Dragonflight expansion and they've told the story building up to this with the characters that are going to feature heavily in that in the mobile game. So it leaves there as an option that's been there for a year, two years, while they've been doing all this other story. 
and you've done it with the heroes that you've done in this mobile game without having to try and churn a book out every so often you have your story team working on something else that you want to get into there to build that story kind of like what they're doing with the other immortal they they want to tell bits and pieces of a story on the on the immortal storyline and and they said it kind of we don't know what diablo immortal is just yet but yeah they i think i feel like they need to have another medium to tell a story absolutely people want warcraft 4 because warcraft 3 and 2 and warcraft 1 they told a story you know warcraft warcraft 3 is the reason if you look at tbc and wrath specifically those two games were a lot of the reason why people who played warcraft 3 really got hyped for those expansions and that's why after arthur's was dead people were like big dragon i didn't play warcraft 1 cut out that's the reason we lost more people at the end of wrath because those were all the warcraft 3 players yeah they 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 witnessed the end of the storyline of arthur's and illidan and kael'thas and uh, Lady Vash, you know, they'd seen the end of all those storylines. There was nothing left for them to do. And you could say that's one of the reasons why after Legion we lost a lot of people, because Legion was the end the culmination of the... of the Burning Legion, absolutely, which yeah. was Warcraft 2. And, and we three. still don't know what we're doing right now with BFA. I mean, I, I'm, and I'm not even looking at BFA's mechanics. I'm saying the BFA story, we, we know where it's going, but does the main player know what That's it, isn't going? it? And I mean... I feel like there needs to be a different medium for them to be able to tell a story. Like, yeah. we, we know that at Blizzard they have the the story penned out for two, three, four expansions. However, they know where they want the story to go. They're literally, yeah. they, they've got their line from A to B to C as it goes on. And all they're doing is filling in the A to B content for us. Yeah. Now, if there was... A whole story we haven't seen and doing a lot other than the culmination of the war campaign you know in bfa so between a and b which is going to be the entirety of the length of 8.0 yeah 8.1 8.0 all the way to 8.1 8.2 8.3 8.0 whatever before 9.0 yeah what's to turn around and say that we have a mobile game or warcraft 4 which turn arounds and goes this is what anduin's dealing with Anduin's not here. He's left he's left Colteris to Jaina, he's left it to Gen. And even Gen we haven't seen very much of. It's all been sure. But what happens, like we could see that this they have this story which builds into say why there may be a divide within Alliance leadership down the line, because we know that that's something that the that the writers of Blizzard want to work with, because we've seen it twice with the Horde now. And they're trying yeah. to build in that divide with the fact that there was no human, no dwarf, no gnome, no Draenei at the battle for Darkshaw. So it's there has to be a different way to tell the story because the story in WoW isn't doing it enough for people. Yeah. Having a mobile game might make it a little bit harder for some of the, the mainline content creators. Because if it was, say, Warcraft 4, it's easy. It's on PC. They can stream it. 
mobile games do require either a an emulator on your pc but it's generally going to be downgraded because it's emulated just like everything else because it requires cpu usage or you do what i do and you use your elgato and you use a uh, capture software where is it this little thing here this little thing allows me to capture video capture data from my phone and i occasionally do mobile game streams with it Okay, I got another one. This is this is iOS only, but and it's only it's Mac only. So I mean, they have to work on a way to figure out with with, with PC. But Project Catalyst is a thing that they're adding into Mac, being able to port iOS devices, hmm? iOS apps to the Mac. So they have the Mac figured out, then just figure out some way to port the Android version. I mean, without emulating. I mean, it has to be. Has to be a good way to port an Android version because I mean they did it with Hearthstone in a way. I mean I know they kind of rebuilt the game, but if they if, if they build up, I can see like what you're talking about. What if this platform wasn't just Warcraft, but it was like the the whole thing, it was the Blizzard story game, and you you open up in like the tomes. I played it. I think that they were trying to do that with Heroes. Okay. Because one of the big selling points that they were doing with Heroes was that. It was a place where all of the Blizzard universes could collide together. That kind of span out into its own thing where they had the Nexus being having its own storyline and everything else. And you actually just had heroes from all those universes come in, into that game. Essentially, it became a meme where it just became, oh, so the Nexus is heaven where all heroes just heroes and villains just die. And that's where they end up. They just end up in the Nexus. Because um, I, I think that's what they were originally trying to do is the original story of all the Blizzard stuff coming together. Because everybody said why hasn't blizzard done a moba of all of their own stuff you know and it's just lined on the wayside at the moment which is unfortunate but then the, yeah. same, the same could be said for halfstone they could quite easily do expansions in halfstone which takes it because they've dropped the heroes of warcraft moniker there's nothing to turn around and say that they can't do a starcraft expansion and yeah. you know introduce starcraft heroes or diablo heroes because they've done a diablo uh tavern brawl in halfstone but because I like the idea of like even if they even if the worlds don't intermix, I like being able to tell the things in another medium. Because I was thinking like movies and TV shows, like like a Netflix series or like a that takes a lot of animation work. But I'm not gonna say game development's easy, but if you have a foundation, if you have like a Disney Infinity platform that you mm -hmm. put it all into and you build off the same thing, then you can more easily put out a level that's all Starcraft, a level that's all Diablo, a level that's all Warcraft, and do what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, that would be interesting. A game I'd always I'd always wanted to see, because I was very big on my uh, Musou games for a while, like um, Dynasty-wise. Why couldn't we have, say, like a Warcraft Legends, where you could go back through specific points of time, and you could say... Um, you could have... Anduin, not Anduin, Arthas and Jaina in the Plaguelands fighting off hordes of undead in a, in a Dynasty Warriors type game. And like, you just have Arthas swinging through with the hammer, Jaina with magic and everything else. Have Varian fight off waves of orcs, you know? Yeah, and you know, I, I realized what I'm, what I'm envisioning is what Telltale was trying to do with their, with their game engine. They had built a game engine and we're then putting all these stories from different properties. Like you had your, your, your Tales of Borderlands. You had your Minecraft story mode. Absolutely. And they had combat. So it wasn't just 
The problem was is that they just used that same engine over and over. Yeah. All I'm, all I'm proposing is like they could... I mean, at the moment, Blizzard's trying to find an engine that works with any new game that they want to do. They're trying to work it out in the Overwatch engine right now, which I believe is an extension of what they tried with the StarCraft 2 engine, because that's what Heroes was running off, an enhanced version of the StarCraft 2 engine, which is why it was crap <laughs> for spectating and everything else. I thought Overwatch was working off of Titan. Or, no, the assets of Overwatch. The, as the ideas and the assets in Overwatch are working off a lot of the Titan stuff. They're trying okay. to get games to work in what the engine they're using for Overwatch because it's it's better, <laughs> essentially, and it's shinier and it allows them to do a lot more, which is everything that they're trying to do. Which explains why you have so many varied maps in Overwatch and why they even have tried Blizzard World. They're like, what if we could try to recreate Warcraft? Kind of. I, I think it's more meant to be just meme -y on the whole Blizzard culture more than anything else. But okay. um, I, I think they're just trying to find out what... They're trying to bend the uses of the Overwatch engine to see what they can do. And, and I, I, when I could see, I could see they could make it work. I mean, I don't know the code. I don't, I'm not... But I think this is the problem with not being a game dev and trying to think how a game dev thinks. You know, I think that that's the problem where we sit right now. Yeah. But I, I, I just think they need to do another medium. And it's very difficult to do... It's very difficult to do movies or TV. Because you're trying to reach an entire audience that simultaneously does play the game and wants to see more and doesn't play the game and you're trying to get them immersed in that universe. Which is why the Warcraft film was interesting. Uh, because it was simultaneously based on the new canon from warlords and not based on warlords which if you read if you actually read the christy uh christy golden prequel to the film novel it's weird as hell because it's it's trying to be warcraft but it's trying to be unique to its own thing and it's a good read don't get me wrong but it's nothing like the original wow is a uh, warcraft canon to do with um uh Draenor at all it's Frostfire Ridge through and through and it, uh, it's an interesting read because it's still about Gul'dan ruining the planet with warlocks to an extent but it's more how they're trying to find it before they move in to the new horde before they go to attack and then that's when the beginning of the film leads with them entering the war camp that's where it ends it's so weird it's, it's such a weird book because it, for, for someone that has played Warcraft and knows the Warcraft lore and everything else going into it, it's so bizarre. But for someone that's not, you know, it's a good entry point into how those characters think and why they think that way. And it's not just a sudden they're orcs and then they turn against Gul'dan. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it completely changes how you think about those characters. But people who play the game and know the lore know that that's what's going to happen anyway so the film works for people who know the game but the book helps people that don't so yeah tv shows and that help to bring people in but will always be criticized by people who know more whereas a video game will attract more people who already play the game because it's extended canon universe yeah and books are harder because there's a lot of writing going involved in the books and they take they... longer to produce yes yeah and and even consume 
at least for me, it takes longer to get to a book. Absolutely. Like, it, it, if I, when I was traveling more, uh, I was able to just sit down and read a book. But I don't travel so much, so it'll be... When do I read a book? <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, if I need books right now. I'm listening to too many podcasts, and we're producing podcasts, so we are competing with audiobooks on... Audiobooks, So music. we're the reason... Yeah. yeah. And so, so we and Britney Spears are the reason why the workout books are having trouble. Yes, that's it. But I don't know. I, I It's going to be hard because I don't think we're going to see another Christy Golden novel between 8 and 9.0. Because I think she's helping bring the the, the, the in-game story up. And yeah. that's where her writing is. So... I don't think they'll go back to Knack again. I think he has too much of a bad look upon from the actual community in terms of how he writes. Um, and it's, it's interesting because whenever they've gone outside of the shelf of people who write for the series, we end up getting really bad books like Cycles of Hatred, which is really terrible. I never read it. You don't want to. You really don't want to. It's it's that bad. Um, oh, I don't know. So when you think about it, do you go through cycles of hatred? You're like, it's like you wake up in the morning and like, cycles of hatred. Legitimately, is the only book I've picked up, put down because it makes no sense and the story is so bad, and not gone back to it for a year until I've. And then once you get past a certain point, you're like, well, now I need to finish it, and it just, you just speed through it. But it's so bad. It really I is en- so bad. I enjoyed the Traveler series. I, I did not finish book two, but I enjoyed that one. Oh, but that was sorry? more of a... The uh, Warcraft Traveler, it was a I haven't series... read that yet. It, it's definitely basic, I mean, because it, it's for kids. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I think the lore works pretty well with what in the game i mean i could be totally it wrong came out there. around the end of pandaria time didn't it no um some, sometime in legion because they announced it at one of the blizzcons if i understand right this is when they were going out to make a lot of the kids books and everything else and we had that yeah yeah i think it was towards the end of warlords then i think it yeah, started because yeah. it was about lily's travels wasn't it i think yeah no um the kid it was the kid on the show oh, of course it was yes yeah no i remember now yeah i need to get those then I missed those for my collection. Interesting. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is a good point to end it. We've talked about stuff. Um, story. Blizzard needs more story in their game. Uh, and yes. if they can't, if they, if they don't feel safe enough putting in a big, thick story in World of Warcraft, then they need another medium to do it. Exactly. And that's when they need th- to decide. Really, uh, Mr. Frasley. Thank you very much for talking about stuff with me this week. For those people Absolutely. who don't know who you are, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Fazlytastic on Twitter, and I'd say you can find my weekly podcast where I talk with different people. Like I had a certain Titans Creed on. I don't know if you've ever met them, but you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain Titans Creed, and uh, I, I talked with them and, and got to learn more about them, and I'll have that know on the future. And for the audio listeners, Titan Screen's pointing at his uh, face and going like, me, me, me. It, me? That, that handsome, sexy face. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I I like to push boundaries a lot. But yeah, you can find that at gnomepodcast.com. I, I am just, just next week, 
not tomorrow because tomorrow, tomorrow's will be the e3 episode but the week after i have this on so i'm excited to... Ooh, that'd be interesting big names yeah, I mean, I, and it, it's fun like my my idols the people that i've i've been looking at in the way and it's fun to get to know them because i use this as my way to sit down with them and be like who are you what's your social screen number we need that. to get famous enough so we can get taryn gregory and christy golden on it that's what we need to do oh, we yes. need to get famous enough so we can talk wow story with wow devs that's what i want we want to get we want to get internet famous frasley that's what we need to do i, th I think on that episode you need to bring on either ally or i i don't know if i know enough lore to have taryn or or christian you need to start reading more than fraz I'm editing stuff and streaming. I'm playing the game. Audiobooks, my friend. That's where you need to get in there. Um, I can be found on Twitter at Titans Creed at Gaming Phoenix are my two uh, preferential Twitter ones. Titans Creed is my personal one. Gaming Phoenix does all my gaming stuff. You can find me on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions five days a week. Speaking of Twitch, I am doing my yearly charity stream on June the 22nd and 23rd. We're raising money for special effect. Uh, it's going to be a two-day affair. We're going to be playing Sonic games, modern Sonic games, because we did classic Sonic last year. We did 10 hours. We raised five. Uh, we raised $600 on a $500 target. This year, we're nice. doing two days. Saturday is going to be starting at midnight Pacific which I think is 4 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. UK with 9 a.m. Central European time. We're going to be going until we finish Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And then Sunday has the same start time and it's going to be Sonic Generations, Sonic Lost World, Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces. We're aiming to do 600 pounderoos. Uh, we have some limited edition merch up right now. Actually, on my Streamlabs merch site. This is limited merch. Uh, it's specific. It's only available until June the 30th. All the profits of those uh, of that merch sold. It's a mug and two shirts with different logos on it. Uh, all the profits for those merch will go to special effect during the length of the campaign. And those are going to be out of stock on June the 30th. I think that's a big mouthful. Um, thank you very much for watching live, if you have done, on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening, if you've listened to the podcast when it goes up. And from myself and from Frasley, as he will tell you to stay awesome, we'll see you next time for more stories around Azeroth, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.